0: Why don't we clap our hands for Jesus. Clap ye hands. Shout with the voice of triumph. Lift your voice in one accord and bless the Lord. Hallelujah. We'll go straight into the word, yeah? Tonight, today. Um, If you got your Bibles there. Turn to Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. Matthew 7, 13 to 14. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction and many there be which go thereat. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few... There be that find it. Another scripture is from Mark 11 and verse 4. And they went their way and found a cult tied by the door without Matthew, Mark 9, Mark 11, verse 4. By the door without in a place where two ways meet. And they lose him. Everybody say, two ways meet. Amen. Lord, we thank you for what an atmosphere we are in, Lord. Your presence that is here. Lord, I pray to turn up the amplifiers of heaven. Hide me behind the cross. Let your will be done, Lord. Anoint the ears to hear what you would say unto your people, Lord. Your blessing. In your mighty name, Jesus. Everybody say, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Yes, we want to greet our visitors as well that are here. We thank you for coming. We love you with the love of God. And we thank the Lord for Brother Drew to be with us again, this morning again. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. There are a few choices in life. I know that sounds like it is not true. Surely it could not be true. After all, if I ever get to 18, I'm going to do it my way. If I get out of this house, if I get my car, if I ever move into my own apartment, when I'm grown, I'm going to do it my way. I am sorry, but the truth is, there are very few choices in life. So many things are determined for us by situations over which we have no control over. We did not choose our parents. And if that is discouraging, just think about the fact that they got, to, they got stuck with you. It has not been so very long ago that many of you did not choose the clothes you wore. So many things we have no control over. The fact is that we did not even ask to be born into this world. We did not pick this hour or this era. We simply arrived and folks, here we are. We are in this life. We did not choose it. We did not select it. That's the way it just is. We came here with very little, and we can do. But there are fewer decisions we can make. We can sit in the corner of life and suck our thumb and feel sorry for ourselves and blame everyone around us for our disadvantages. And our problems, we can say it's our parents' fault. It's the preacher's fault. It's society's fault. Everybody else gets there first. No, we did not select this life. But we are here. Everybody say we are here. There is a blooded sword in our hands. The sand beneath our feet is stained with blood. This is our day. This is our time. And we have come to the kingdom for a time as this. We need not to quit talking about what we are going to do and what we and where we are going to go to accomplish When we grow up, or when we pray through, or when we sell out for God. You can do that if you want. Or you could say, I am a child of God. I'm in this life to win. Nay, in all things, we are more than conquerors. Nay, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. You can take the highway or you can take the hard way. You can have victory or you can have defeat. It is in the hands of each every one of us. We did not choose the direction of our lives. I only have one life. Just one, and I intend to make it count. I know there are struggles, but I do not shrink to them. I know there are difficulties, but I am not intimidated by them. If you are afraid of the cost and sacrifice and struggle, if you cannot stand the sight of blood, you are not born. You were born in the wrong age. It's gonna be a battle. And a struggle from here on to eternity. It's going to cost you. It's going to make some sacrifice. Are you persuaded this morning? Are you persuaded this morning? The Bible says that Paul said, I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers No things, no things to come. No things present, no things to come. No height, no depth, no any other creature shall separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Are you persuaded this morning? Are you persuaded either victory or defeat? Are you persuaded this morning? You can take the highway or you can take the hard way. Which way are you going this morning? If I could ask you, are you on the highway or you on the hard way? Broad is the way and narrow is the way. Which way are you going this morning? Hey, which way are you this morning? We don't have time to waste. We don't have time to play church. Anymore, or go through the emotions and formalities. It's time to realize to get down to the blood of struggle and loss and its cost. We don't have time. We don't have time. Which road are you on this morning, if I could ask you a simple question. Are you on the highway, or are you on the hard way? Thank God for Pastor Gratian, Sister, G- Sister Gratian, Sister Janie, showing us to take the hard way. Some of us have been living life and we've been on the highway. It's been easy. Living in Cairns, living in this building yeah, it's been easy because we've been highway, we just come in, we do church, we boogaloo and do the, you know. But I thank God that God is stepping up the gear, you know, telling us it's time for us to make some sacrifice. It's time to us to get some dirt on our shoes, if you like. It's time to struggle a bit. And, 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 you know, and get into life. You know, we, we're in this life together. You're my brother. You're my sister. And together we are here for each other to help each other, support each other. We are on a road. But this morning, how did you enter in the road this morning? The psalmist says, I will enter into his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter into his courts with praise. For this is the day that the Lord had made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. God is looking for now faith. He's not wanting faith that we had yesterday. He's not interested in last week's faith. He wants now faith. He wants to use now faith. Do you want to... Do you want to be used by God? I, I think pastor was giving some, some um, invitation for some talents here this morning. Do you want to be used of God? Yeah? Well, it's going to cost you. It's going to be some struggles. It's going to be some loss, weight loss, any loss, money loss. There's going to be some loss. Do you want to pay the cost? Because Jesus paid the cross on the cross for you to have free salvation? Are you willing to pay back your talent? Are you willing to give back to Jesus all of your strength, all your might, all your talent, all your heart, all everything? Are you willing to give back to Jesus? It's time not to play church anymore. We're on the final bend and we can just see the finish line down the road. We're ready to cross that road. We're ready to enter into the pearly gates and walk the streets of gold. But there's still a battle. There's going to be still a struggle. There's still going to be a fight. There's still going to be a cost. Are you willing to pay the cost this morning? Hallelujah. Are you wanting to go down the highway or are you wanting to go down the hard way? I thank God that God gives us choice to choose this morning. He gives us choice to choose. You can't lose with the stuff I use. You know what it is? It's God's power. It's called resurrection power. You need to have that inside of you. Activate that inside of you that there will be gifts operating. That there will be miracles, signs and wonders. Everybody of us have a gift. Everybody has a talent. It's time to tap into these things and search out these things or ask God to download these things in your life that you can be used of God. Which road are you on this morning? Are you on the highway or are you on the hard way? Which road are you walking on this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's going to be some struggles. Amen. There's going to be some struggles. Hallelujah. You know, there's a story in the Bible. Why did you clap for the Lord while I have a drink of water. There's a story in the Bible here. Israel... Israel, were, you know, at that, at that time, Israel was just Israel. And they only had prophets that ruled them. And these prophets, they were used mightily to, by God. They were called seers back in the time, way back. And so Israel were in a place where um, they were contemplating, they were making... Um, they were making um, complaints. Anybody complain when things go wrong? Well, a nation, Israel, they complained that they were, they were, they were looking at uh, an invisible person called God. And they wanted somebody like a man to come and lead them. And so at that time, he had this prophet. His name was Samuel. And he, he led the people of Israel at that time and... and, and, and Samuel heard their cry, and Samuel said, "Lord, these people—they are wanting a new leader. They want somebody to lead them." And so Samuel prayed to God, and God gave him the instructions. And there was this guy; his father lost some sheep down the road, or maybe he lost some sheep, and he said to his son, "He said, you have to go and search for these um, these sheep. They were lost in the country, and so." The, the guy sent his son. His name was Kish. And not not the Kish we eat. That was the real name, Kish. So he, he said to him, let's go. And, and so he, he said to him, go down. And so they he sent his son away. His son was Saul. He sent him away. And, and Saul had the servant with him. And they went down the road. And they went. And they looked for the sheep. And they, and they came to this town. When they came into this town, they found that they heard the news that there was this guy. He was in the town, and he could um, speak things into people, and, and and you know, kind of prophesy into them and tell them what things would happen and what things would come. and And so he spoke. Yeah, and, and they went into the city. This is in the book of First Samuel. There, you you you, you can read it later. Samuel verse. First Samuel nine. We find the story that they and and. This guy, he was from the tribe of Benjamin. There were 12 tribes, and this guy was from the tribe of Benjamin. And Israel wanted a captain, not my dad, captain, but they wanted a captain to lead them. So God made these plans, and they found this captain, Saul. And he went into the city, and his servant said to Saul. There's this guy, the prophet, he can tell us things, and he will tell us, you know, why don't we go and meet him? And Samuel said, well, Saul said, well, we, we need to bring him a gift because you can't just go there, you know, and, and just ask him for something. Uh, do we have any bread? And, and, the, and, the, and the servant looked and said, no, we don't have any bread, but I have some, she- um, some silver here. I think maybe we can give him some of the silver we have in our pocket. And he said, okay, let's, let's go to... Um, Let's go, and, um, let's go and meet this prophet. And, and the prophet was sitting outside his home, and God already spoke to him that, you know, there will be these guys coming. And the guy that will be coming, I want you to choose him, that he will be the captain over Israel. And so when he came there, and, he, and, and um, they asked him directions, and the prophet said, Come, 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 come. Let's sit down and have fellowship. And he said to him, you know, the prophet said to Saul, somebody already found your sheep. You know, he was taking it home and being taken care of. And I want you to stay overnight with me. And they'll say, stay overnight. And they had, they had a feast there and they, they ate. And, and um, everything was really nice and, you know, smoothing. And Samuel pulled out the oil. Samuel pulled out the oil from his pocket and he he anointed um, Samuel. He anointed him and he said to him, God has chosen you to lead this great nation of Israel. And so he went back, cut a long story short, he went back and his uncle met him on the way back. And his uncle said to him, tell me, tell me. What happened? And Saul, Saul didn't want to spill the beans, he said. Oh, we just, had, um, we just had fellowship with the prophet Samuel and this guy in the city over there. And, and that's all he said to him. Later on down the track, we find Samuel. The cry of Israel came louder. And so Samuel said, okay, let's gather the people together today will find us, who will lead us. And they gathered them, tribe by tribe, and, they, and God zoomed in, taking out all this tribe, and took the tribe of Benjamin. And in that tribe, the Bible says, they found Saul. He was head over shoulders. He was like really tall. He was, he was like Goliath, maybe. But he was big. He was a massive guy. And so God chose him to, lo- to lead the people, lead the people of Israel. Before, before God chose Saul, the prophet spoke to the Israelites, told them that, you know your fathers before that they cried to, to God, and God sent them the deliverer and delivered them out of Egypt. They sent Moses, and Moses delivered them. But they never had a king, they never had a captain. And so the Israelites needed somebody to lead them out. And so they appointed and anointed Saul to be the captain over the people of Israel while this was happening over here there was this army on the other side uh, preparing to go to war with the with the, the israelites these people were the philistines the bible says that they were they were very very they were like the ants Plenty of, plenty of people through this army of Philistines. And poor old Israel. Israel only had 3,000 Israelites, soldiers. And this, on the other side, the Philistines. Man, they had an army. Just like the North Korean army. Imagine that coming against poor old Israel. Only 3,000 and this massive nation, Philistine, thousands of thousands of soldiers ready to come and have a battle with the Israelites. And so the Philistines, they, they got everything, they got everything out. everything out we pick up the story from 1st Samuel 13 You find that Samuel chose him 300 men of Israel where 2,000 were given to Saul in Michmash in Mount Bethel 1,000 were given to Jonathan in Gibeah or Benjamin and the rest were sent home to the tents we read down for verse 19 that these Philistines they they hid all the blacksmiths. So there was no blacksmith in the in Israel. Now these guys they, they make stuff out of metal. They make swords and stuff and you know. Someone told me today that study tells me or tells us that this generation will lose their ability to do common things for themselves. You know what that tells me? The Philistines have taken away the blacksmith from our kids' life. All our kids, they own these things called iPhone, iPod, all these phones. And what's Fascinating about it today, we're going up 5Gs. That's awesome, eh? Huh? 5Gs. You'll have things like that. That's just destroying our kids from reading the Bible. Amen. Taking their the, the thinking and their focusing from doing little things. That is really sad. But I guess that if the kids in our church give their talents to God, God will multiply their gifts. Let's move on from 1 Samuel to verse 13 to 19. We find that there was no black no blacks, no smiths found throughout Israel. But the Israelites anyway, the Israelites went down to the Philistines. To sharpen every man his spear in verse 20 of 1 Samuel 13, axe and mattocks. Yet they had a file or mattocks or cloud. They never had all these things. They never had forks, they never had axes, mattocks. Israelites never had that. There was no sword in Israel. Israel had no sword to go against the Philistine, this massive superpower nation. Bible tells us that there was only two swords in Israel. Jonathan, because Jonathan was the prince, he was the only one with the sword, and the king, the captain of the army, Saul was the only one with the sword. Only two guys. To fight this entire army of Philistines. Imagine that. That's crazy. Going to war, only two people having sword. It's like going against the North American army. Only two men carry pistols and everybody got missiles and you know, SK, uh, SK-47s and, you know, and all these things. And two guys from Australia going there with only two pistols. It's crazy. But that's how Saul went to battle against the Philistines. So when, when Saul got to that place, when they got to Bethel, they got to a place called Micmash When Saul saw the army, he was discouraged. He said, oh, I'm going to go and fight these people over here because they are Thousands and thousands and thousands. They've got spears, they've got axe, they've got arrows, and they've got all of this, and only we only have two swords in Israel. How can we fight these people? Saul was discouraged. He was sitting down on the tree. Sitting down, looking over that way, and seeing the black. Philistines army coming and you look at this man I only have 3,000 and these guys maybe 60,000 how am I going to beat these people he was discouraged and the Israelites he was hiding from the Israelites he was sitting there underneath the pomegranate tree maybe eating a pomegranate I don't know but he was sitting there and feeling very discouraged and said oh no I can't go out and fight these people because there are thousands of them. And only me and my son here, Jonathan, only me and him have sword. How can I defeat these people? And he was discouraged. You know, when I read the story, it made me think, we are a small church here in Cairns, just like the army of Saul. How are we going to beat the Philistines of Cairns with only two swords? Pastor Gratian is the sword got one sword. Brother Paul In the other side, he got the other sword there. How can we beat all these Philistines here in Cairns? They are a massive nation. They don't, know, they don't know the God we serve. They don't know who we are. We've been here for nearly two generations now in Cairns. They don't know us. They don't know our God. So Saul was sitting there discouraged. How can I I reach the city of Cairns? Pastor Gratian. These Philistines in the Cairns, they've got their own God too. God Balaam. It's their God. Everybody in this city has their God. How can we reach this city? It's thousands of them. 300,000. 360,000 people live in Cairns. And we only 3,000. So... My, 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 how are we going to win this battle, Lord? How are we going to win this battle? We only have two swords. So we were sitting there, and Saul made a proclamation, I guess. But there was this other guy, his son, he he never heard this thing. He said to his armor bearer, Where's my armor bearer? Come up here, brother. My armor bearer here this morning. Brother Easy, let's come. Come here, brother Easy. Jonathan had this armor bearer. While Saul was sitting there, sucking his thumb, scratching his hair, nearly every hair falling out, he was worried by this young man, Jonathan and his armor bearer. Jonathan said to his armor bearer, hey, bro, let's go over this way. We'll check out the Philistines. Do all that is in the heart. What did he say? Do all that is in your heart. Pastor, wouldn't you love somebody an armor bearer when you say to that person, let's go over there. And tarry till eight o'clock. Wouldn't you love your Ammabeera saying? Do all that is in your heart. Wow. So he said, "Okay, armor bearer. When we go over there to the Philistines, there were two rocks. The Bible tells us there were two rocks. One rock like this, very sharp, and another rock like this, very big. So he said to them, he said to his Ammabeera." we will go over this way and we will find what they are doing on the other side. Come on, Amabera. You ready to climb? Let's go. go. So they climb up the rock. Amabera, you with me? Yeah, I'm with you. So they come around. And when they come around, they get on the other side and they heard him. The Philistines heard him. Philistines said, Boy, I think there's somebody in between the rocks there. Jonathan said to his hammer bearer, God will give us a confirmation that when they will say this thing, that means that God has delivered them into our hands. But let's wait. So they waited. And the Philistines were sitting there, garrison of them, and a platoon, they were sitting on the... They were having... Maybe their lunch, they were sitting there. They weren't prepared for war. And one of the guys said, Hey, we got the Israelites, we got the Hebrew over here. They want to come over. And they said, let the Hebrew lights come over. And so when the, remember, only Jonathan had the sword. So bro, you have to watch my back. You only got the shield. I've got the sword. Okay. So when we go into battle, I want you to watch my back, I watch you in front. You watch my back in the back, okay? Yeah. So let's go. So they went over into the Philistines, and they come in. You got my back. Let's go to the side. Let's go to the side. And they protected him. And then, and then what happened was, they won the battle. These two people, they won the battle. What do we give a hand to my brother here? My armor bearer. They won the battle, killed, slaughtered all the Philistines of the garrison. Saul didn't know about what was happening over here, but there was great noise, and I was heard, great noise, I was heard in the land. The Bible tells us that that noise was that loud that there were people Living, Hebrew people living with the Philistines. They were living with the Philistines. And all of a sudden, the Bible says that God came in and melted all the Philistine army. Slaughtered them. Everybody turned against each other and started killing each other. People that were in the City of the Philistines, Hebrew, the Bible tells us. You can read it when you go home. They, they came back to Israel. You know, there are families out there. They are living with the Philistines, backsliding Christians. Family members, my brother and my family, they are living with the, living with the enemy, so to speak. But is there a Jonathan here this morning that will stand up and take on the battle? Want to take on the fight this morning? Is there someone here this morning is persuaded? Are you persuaded this morning? Are you in it till the end? It's going to cost you. Are you in it till the end? Bless you, Lord. When the lights were gone out in Europe, the curse of the Nazis, Nazism was conquering all parts. The British prepared for its coming battle with very little hope of winning another army, massive army, Hitler's army. The British chose a new prime minister at this time his name was winston churchill he went on the radio and said i promise you that i can't make you i can't make it any nicer than what it is we can't promise you we cannot promise this generation any more than what churchill promised his compatriots, and that was nothing but blood, toil, tears, and sweat. They asked the prime minister, the new prime minister, do you have a name or a goal? And he said, I can answer only in one word, it's victory. Victory at all costs. And victory in spite of all terror. Victory however long and hard the road may be. Without victory, there is no survival. Without Jonathan and his armor bearer taking that step of faith, the Israelites wouldn't be where they were having their victory. When they asked again for a plan for achieving the victory, Churchill said, It is simple. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. Church are we fighting for our loved ones, that are means that are amongst the Philistines? Are we fighting for them with our prayers? There was only a few of us here on Monday night for prayer. Few. And there's a lot of Philistines in this city. Is there a Jonathan here that want to stay at the altar a bit longer? Is there a Jonathan here that wants to dance the aisles? Somebody with a different cut. Somebody with a different from the rest. God is looking for reaching out for a different breed. Someone who is a little bit different in their thinking. Why don't we rise today? God is reaching out for someone who is a little bit different in his thinking. God is reaching out for someone who is marching to a different beat, a different drum beat. Someone who is different is of a different cut. Someone who is not ashamed to sit in the front rows. Look how many empty seats we've got in the front row here. It's full over that way. Pastor and his angels over there. Someone who's not afraid to dance the aisles when we praise the Lord. God is looking for a Joshua with a different cut. Who's not ashamed. Someone who's not ashamed of the gospel. Someone who's not ashamed. To dress right, to talk right, to live right. Someone who has settled the question and decided the issue. Somebody who is ready to take the hard road. Are you willing to take the hard road? Which way are you going this morning? Are you on the highway where you want to just, everything just be easy? Life will easy. We do formalities. We come in dress. We look nice like me today. And we come in with nice perfume. And we sit in our chairs. Or do we want to, we want to, we want to have blood on our shoes, dirt on our shoes. And come in that we've been, we've been down and out this week. But thank God he rescued me. And I've been struggling this week, but greater is he that is in me and he that is in the world. Nay, we are all than conquerors, we are more than conquerors. Nothing should separate us, nothing should hurt us, because we got that thing called Holy Ghost. We got the Holy Ghost in power inside of us. You know, we can be down last week, we can be down yesterday, but today is a brand new day. 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 Yesterday is gone, tomorrow will never come, but today if I could lift up your name, Jesus today if I could bless your name Jesus I don't care Lord if I'm not right here this morning but I come here to praise you I've come here Lord because there's a battle going on outside here I've got a lost family, I've got a lost brother I've got a lost sister, they're not walking with me but Lord I'm here for the battle, I'm here for the long run I know there's going to be struggles I know there's going to be temptation I know there's going to be persecution I know there's going to be this, I know there's going to be this and I, but Lord I've chosen the hard road. I've chosen the hard road because, Lord, it's the only road that leads to eternal life. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. It's easy. Only few find this narrow path. Only few. Only few. Though I don't understand it, it's the hard road. Though I don't understand it, why I have this thing, it's the hard road. I will worship with my pain. Stop the song, please. I will worship the Lord with my pain. Because it's the hard road. Hey, God's ways are different from our ways. His thoughts are different from our thoughts. Though I don't understand it. I will worship in my pain. Why? Because you are God. Why? Because you are worthy. Why? You are with me all the way. So while I wait, I'm not going to be like Saul and be discouraged and lose hope. While I wait, I'm going to worship While I wait, I'm going to worship. Lord, I worship your name. When I lift up the name of Jesus, something happens to me. When I call out the name of Jesus, something happens to my mind. It touches my mind. It touches my heart. When I call upon the name of Jesus, the sweetest name of all. Oh, Jesus, when I call upon his name. And I call upon the name of Jesus. though I don't have the answers why, you know, I have all these problems in my life. Why I'm not having all these situations and struggles in my life. Why I have all these. I don't have the answer. Still, I will trust Him. I will trust Him all the same I will trust him if I don't have the answer why I'm going through this struggle, why I'm going through this storm, While the Philistines are coming against me. I've only got one sword in my hand. One is gooder better than none. I will trust him. Why? Because you're faithful every day, Jesus. Faithful every day. It's faithful every day. Your promises remain. Isn't that wonderful? Deep within my heart, I don't understand, but I will worship you. If you have pain this morning, worship the Lord. If you want to be a part of the army, God's army, talk to God and He will use you. He will use you. He will use you. So while I wait, I will worship you, Lord. Wait, Lord, I worship with my pain because you are with me all the way. You're with me all the way. You said you never leave me, never forsake me, but you will be with me. I don't have the answers, I don't understand, but I trust you, Lord. I know I'm gonna get my healing, I know I'm gonna get my deliverance. I know my, my kids are going to be saved. I know my family is going to be saved. But meanwhile, I'll just worship you, Lord. I'll just worship you through this battle. You know, someone said on Facebook that worship is your battleship. Is your battleship. Do you want to worship with me this morning? Hallelujah. Jesus. Let's worship the Lord here today. How will